Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, hello my friends and welcome to this, another edition of the Underdog Football Show. My name is Josh Norris, his name is Hayden Winks, and today for the giveaway gauntlet, we have the one, the only, the illustrious Sam Monson. Sam, how you doing, buddy? What's up, boys? How's it going? Good! Just wonderful. Like we said, it's the off-season, so why not make some content? Sam, do you know what you're getting yourself into today? Uh, not really. I just had to find the audio settings and like crank up the treble for that, uh, that <laughs> 80s synth intro that you have there. Uh, well, you're the man of the people today, Sam. That's what you are. <laughs> you are here to win everyone some Best Ball Mania 2 tickets on Underdog. Uh, this is the Giveaway Gauntlets NFL Trivia. 10 questions, 10 Best Ball Mania 2 entries, wrong answers, eliminate one ticket. No pressure here, Sam. We all love you. We all love you in the mm-hmm. end. Um, in order to qualify, subscribe to the YouTube channel podcast. We need some likes before we launch that Google doc into the top of the chat as well. It's 10 questions. As we said, alternate between NFL and players choice and Sam Monson, dear, oh dear, please tell us what you picked of all the pop culture across decades. What great program did you choose? I picked the naked gun movies. Uh, yeah. I'm not proud of my decision. It was a, a decision that was made under pressure, you know, with, without much time to think about it. And I panicked. It was, you know, it was, it's a decision I would, I would take back if I had the chance to do it again, but you know, here we are. Yeah. Wish you would. Uh, these movies <laughs> came out and, uh, start off in 1988. I think another one in 1993, then 1994, uh, Hayden, have you seen a millisecond of either one of these three films? I've seen milliseconds. My dad's had it on the background and forced me to watch particular scenes that he thought were hilarious. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched the the entire movie. It's been uh, I was born for one of them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Sam, how's it feel to like be fully immersed into uh, dad content? That's what you are right now. The Naked Gun series. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Look, I was sending you comedy scenes knowing you hadn't seen them. Uh, frankly, it's still funny. It's still hilarious. I, like I'm okay with that part of it. Uh, debatable. Uh, again, no, I do debatable. a lot. <laughs> I You're do fine. a lot of work for the show. One of them included watching the first film. I was going to watch all three. It took me five hours to watch the first one. <laughs> That's um, so on you, Josh. That is so on you. It's not on me. I mean, they're difficult to sit through. Not going to judge anyone for the content that they enjoy. Uh, Sam, I will ask one. This whole movie series was built on a TV show that was canceled after six episodes. Doesn't that indicate something of the quality of, of the programming? No. Good TV shows are canceled all the time. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, two, was this an early introduction of Sam Monson to like the United States and, and the culture and what happens over here? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think this is one of those things. Like The, the Naked Gun movies, um, I had an 
I think the most drunk I've ever been in my entire life was watching one of these movies because in college we decided to do something called the Leslie Nielsen challenge, which was basically take a drink anytime Leslie Nielsen does anything funny in one of the naked gun movies. Only at the time we were working through like old booze that had been taken out of one of our parents' houses because they were moving. So I was working through some like three quarter thing of like absolute lemon vodka or something ridiculous. And instead of like, you know, a drink with a mixer, we were just doing shots of whatever like spirit it was. So 30 minutes into this, we'd gone through like three quarters <laughs> of this bottle and I was dead. Like I remember I straight side story, but I, I don't for thing. I don't black out when I get drunk. I remember everything up until in consciousness. This is as close <laughs> as I've ever been to not remembering what occurred. I remember <laughs> literally being carried one guy holding my arms, another guy holding my legs. And I remember turning my head sideways to, you know, throw up on the guy's shoes. So that, that's what the, that's what na the naked gun movies does to you. Wow. Great memory from about five years ago. I'll take that. Um, also <laughs> you're, you are the man of the people here, Sam. Again, you're here to win people out there. $250 based on NFL knowledge and naked gun series. Lyndon though, in the chat, Sam, picking trivia category made me panic, but also, Sam, I could run an NFL draft room. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, how many decisions in the NFL, dra NFL draft room are really like, you know, things change and then you have to make the decision. If I've Got had it. lead up time, the decision, I'm fine. It's only like things have gone to hell and now you need to make a choice. And then you Got just it. blame Steve. It's fine. Well, <laughs> Paul believes in you. Sam is going to hook us up with 10 tickets. Shall we get rolling again? We need 20 likes to get the link in the top of the chat. Here we go. We start off with NFL Hayden Winks. You're up first. Chris Collinsworth ranks fifth on the all-time Bengals receiving yards list. Who ranks first? A.J. Green. It's got to be, right? Is A.J. Green. And by the way, these start off. From easy to difficult. I just want to say that's how trivia works out there. If I need to clarify that for anyone. Repeat the question and then we'll get Sam's answer. <laughs> Chris Collinsworth <laughs> ranks fifth on the all-time Bengals receiving yards list. Who ranks first? That seemed like the, the subtle, you know, who wants to be a millionaire thing of like, are you sure that's your answer? Because <laughs> this is the one that sends you home with nothing. All right, Bengals. The only good receivers they've had since Chris have been AJ Green, Chad Johnson slash Ocho Cinco, and TJ Hushmanzada. So it's one of those three. AJ Green didn't overtake Chad Johnson. That's what we're getting from this. Who said that? I, nobody. I'm I'm reading between the lines, which is where things get us into trouble. Let's change my answer then to Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, whoever he's going by these days. Is that your final answer, Sam? Yes. Yep, yep, yes. It's Chad Johnson. 10,783 yards from 2001 to 2010. You are correct, though, in saying that A.J. Green, who played the same amount of time, but played about 34, 24 fewer games, um, had about 1,300 fewer yards than Chad Johnson. So what a player. I mean, that Carson Palmer to – Chad Johnson to TJ Hushmanzada, Chris Henry, a very, very underrated skill position player, a role player for that team as well. Loaded, loaded offense they had for quite some time. So. Yeah, one of the best route runners ever, Chad Johnson. Yep. 
Definitely. Okay. We are one for one. We're still giving away 10 Best Ball Mania 2 tickets out there because Sam just knows how to read the room. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the next and first from the Naked Gun series. In the first film, Frank Drebin, played by Leslie Nielsen, falsely believes a press conference is set up for him after he exits the plane. Who is it really for? Weird Al Yankovic's on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> now yes. we're cooking. This yes. is where I eat. <laughs> says, Sam was about to change his entire career based on the outcome of this, this trivia contest. Yes, if you want just some perspective on how good this film series is, Weird Al Yankovic is the celebrity guest for the first film in 1988. Yes. You don't like Weird Al too, don't- Josh? No, I mean, he's fine. But like as the cameo, as like the marquee cameo, other than O.J. Simpson, uh, no, it's no, Weird Al. Yeah. That. Weird Al appears in multiple of films. He's <laughs> not just in one. Uh, he does. Yes, he does. He appears in all three. And in the second one, not as himself. That was quite a funny see- scene, though. I mean, I don't know anything. I didn't even know Weird Al was uh, was popular in 1988. I just remember him doing like Star Wars and like uh, – a bunch of, of like uh, American Pie knockoff songs. Like that's what he does. But yeah, who knows? White and nerdy, riding dirty. That was one of the best ones ever. There you go. Still kicking it. Probably doing something. All right. Back to NFL trivia. Hayden Winks, your turn. We're two for two. Ten for ten at this moment. This running back is the all-time leader in yards per carry at the position. And we'll assume there's qualifiers. It wasn't just one guy that had two carries in his career. This is a legit player. This was Jamal Charles for a long time. Is it still Jamal Charles? Ah, oh. this is the problem. You see, the problem with being, you know, a PFF person is that you lose track of like the base <laughs> stats, like, yeah. the box score <laughs> numbers that everybody knows. That's like the furthest thing in the world from your mind. Ah, uh, let's go with Jamal Charles. Final answer. You should be correct. It is. It is Jamal Charles still at 5.4 yards per carry. Like we said, the qualifier, 750 career rushing attempts Uh, in all in all positions. Michael Vick still leads it at seven yards. Then Randall Cunningham, then Russell Wilson. But at running back, it's Jamal Charles and then Jim Brown. 50s. Mm. Jim Brown was right behind him at 5.2 yards per carry. I so wish, I think Jamal Charles right now is 34 years old. Um, feels like we don't, Sam, give enough respect for just how ridiculously explosive he was. Yeah, he was a weird player that would like break certain metrics. You know, the idea of yards before contact is supposed to give you an indication of how good the blocking is. But Jamal's would like fly through the line, run the yards and completely screw that number to the point where it was like, not quite showing you the thing it was supposed to be showing you for his teams. Yeah. I'm looking through some of his great seasons right now in 2010 and his third year, he had 1400 yards. Then in 2012, 1500 yards, just rushing then 1300 yards in 2013. At that time, I can't remember who exactly was the head coach. They thought it was a great idea to give an equal number of carries. In fact, Thomas Jones had 245 carries for 896 yards that season. And then Jamal Charles took 230 carries for 1,460 yards. So, uh, yes, we definitely want to split these running back carries 50-50 when you have an absolute phenom back there touching the rock. Wasn't like Niles yeah. Davis or somebody also in the mix during this time? 
Or was um, that a little after? This was Jackie Battle. Dexter McCluster was also oh, yeah. among those players. Dexter McCluster was also. I mean, people are loving it. Impressive. Let's go, Sam. People are loving you. <laughs> Sam, for once, your audience is a fan of yours. Right. It's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this. We'll just I'd come on this pod instead. Don't my own audience. <laughs> All right. Now back to your specialty. Naked Gun. And Naked Gun two and a half. Quentin Habsburg, who's played by Robert Goulet, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, ultimately meets his death. In what manner? Uh, doesn't he... Which is... I'm trying to remember which villain is which now. He's like the main bad guy in the second film. Yeah. The first guy gets run over by like everything. Yeah. He gets pitched over or gets run yeah, that's over. that's the one that I want. How does the second guy die? Uh, man, I'm drawing a total blank on this one. Wow. I don't remember. Some might say the second film is, is slightly forgettable. I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but I can't honestly remember how he dies. Go on. I, I, I got nothing. I, I don't. I can't remember. Uh, okay. I'll give you a hint because it's not his, okay. ultimately his death. The hint at first is they're trying to get the code from him to to undetonate the bomb, to, to, to turn off the bomb. But then someone else pushes him out the window. He doesn't die by falling out the window because he lands on like an awning. But there's another thing that happens once he reaches his feet once down he, below. Yeah, it doesn't get like jumped on by a lion or a tiger or something at the bottom once he's trying yeah, to yeah, dust yeah, himself yeah, off yeah, and yeah, walk yeah. off. Yes. An escaped lion from the zoo ultimately kills Quentin Habsburg. There we go. You nailed it. Look at you. <laughs> I mean, that has to be funny, Josh. Come on. Like, there's no way that's not a hilarious scene. <laughs> Lyndon, I, I'm with you. Look, I might write difficult questions, but I want you all to win some money. Look, Hayden, I thought for weeks that we would get some calls from the higher ups here at Underdog. But then we saw our co-founder tweet that he's going to run a yacht all summer. We're like, nah, we're good. We can give away yeah. 200 And Then you realize they're just not paying attention. So <laughs> just roll with it. Uh, Josh hates slapstick. There was one thing later on that made me laugh, and, and maybe Sam will get that yeah, right. I watched two to, hours to last fair, night, and one thing made me laugh. If you don't like slapstick, these really aren't the movies for you. Like, <laughs> you know, if, if that's not your thing, you're not going to like the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, it's it's like a Police Academy meets the Three Stooges, and I wanted to go do something else. Here we go. Back <laughs> to NFL. Here's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. This former second-round tight end had this career arc from 2008 to 2017. The Cowboys, Giants, Bears, Patriots, Packers, and then finished his career with the Patriots. Hmm. Two second-round tight end. I'll repeat the teams. The Cowboys, Giants, Bears, Patriots, Packers, Patriots. Uh, Martellus Bennett. Final answer. Yes, Martellus Bennett. Yep, 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 yes. Where'd that pull come from? I the teams like just, that sequence of teams. There's only one human I think that's ever done that. Yeah, he was uh, a second rounder for the Cowboys when they were on Hard Knocks. He was coming out of Texas A&M. What I remember, he had like a super cool face mask, and like they painted him as this odd dude on HBO. Um, and then what he had his breakouts really with the Giants for that one season, then signed a pretty big deal with the Bears, then did a little bit for the Patriots. They won a Super Bowl, right? And then yeah, and, and then Packers the guy, stole some money, then they went back to the Patriots. 
he was a guy that never seemed to be able to put it all together. And yeah. like he had one year where he was like the, the number one PFF run blocking tight end, in the NFL. And then like the next year he'd be amazing as a receiver and just couldn't seem to get one year where he put them both together at the same time when he would have been like Gronk esque in terms of receiving or in terms of tight end play. Yeah. We talk about this all the time that with a lot of tight ends, it seems like it all has to come together and it comes together like in the second team, their second contracts. And I think it's him and Charles Clay and Delaney Walker as, as some really good examples. Greg Olson is another one. I mean, chat's loving you at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely loving you. Um, all right. Go back to your specialty. Okay. And naked gun 33 and a third, which why? Why? <laughs> What what is this title? Like, just name it Naked Gun Three, and then whatever. Like, the no, that's good is. stuff. That's good stuff. Quote: With no phone and miles from civilization, Frank Drebin attempts to use what to send a message back to police squad. He gets a the 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 Anna Nicole Smith's pigeon and tries to send a message and fires it into the air vent where it gets <laughs> minced. Yes! 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 <laughs> 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 oh, you need some help on Cincinnati's history at wide receivers, but don't worry. In a random yeah. scene on the third film of, of Naked Gun, you nail that it's in the Cole Smith's pigeon that he follows, yes, straight into a fan and it explodes. And then she asks, Where's my pigeon? And then he moves mm -hmm. pieces around the chessboard. Just iconic, iconic stuff in film history. Can't beat it. <laughs> uh, look, <laughs> You're just, I'm taking that as uh, there's no sarcasm involved. That's entirely true. <laughs> um, Phil B had a, had a really good point. Slapstick was popular back then. Not so much now. I would say one for good reason. Uh, but, <laughs> but two, Sam, a lot of these films going back and watching something from 1988 in, in 2021, I don't think it would really fly. Uh, they, yeah. they, they use some verbiage, some language, hint at some things yeah. that probably wouldn't be, uh, be cleared in today's Hollywood. That's true. There, like any any comedy from the '80s, you're dealing with some pretty sketchy material that's not necessarily going to work today. Uh, but like slapstick still flies. I mean, slapstick's funny always. You just have to have the mentality of a toddler. And mm -hmm. as luck would have it, I do. <laughs> Sam can do it all. Fire. Are we five for five right now? All right. No yep. more hints from Josh. No more hints from Josh because of that. Because. We are here to help you need to like and subscribe below and go and fill out the Google Doc at the top of the chat in order to be eligible for a giveaway. Right now, heading towards $250 that Sam Monson is not pocketing. No, he's a generous man, and he's going to give that all to you. Back to NFL. Here's a good one from Hayden Winks. The Browns have contracted seven head coaches since the start of 2011. Can you name four of them? It's a great list. Hmm. Since 2011, Freddie Kitchens, uh, Hugh, um, Stefanski. I need who's my fourth. What predated Hugh? Oh, they didn't. Do interims count? Does Greg Williams count? We will count it. Yes. Bang. Yes. 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 Wow. Pat Shermer in 2011, straight from you know orchestrating the great career of Sam Bradford during his early rookie season. Uh, Rob Chudzinski, who obviously helped the Carolina Panthers use multiple tight end sets with Jeremy Shockey and Greg Olson. So that lands him. I wonder where Rob Chudzinski is right now, by the way. And uh, and Mike Pettin. Mike Pettin, along with some other names that you mentioned. It's a forgettable list. Don't you think, Sam? What do you think about the Browns right now? 
the Browns right now, like if it wasn't for the fact that they came with the baggage of having been the Browns for the last dec- number of decades, you would be looking at the Browns and saying the only team out there with a better roster and it's arguable is Tampa Bay. Like mm. the Browns should on paper be one of the top three favorites for the Super Bowl, but everybody knows they're the Browns. So there's this holdover effect of like, you need to see it, you know? Okay. The playoffs was nice. And yeah. Okay. You, you gave Kansas city all they could handle, albeit, you know, Mahomesless Kansas city, but you're just waiting for the other foot to drop, right? You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The, the bones are like they're building something and it's moving in the right direction. It's moving there pretty quickly, but there's always going to be this like hesitancy to buy into it until we see it. I mean, the Browns secondary is totally revamped. And if Odell Beckham could be 90% of his former self, then the Browns are like really, really cooking. I, I agree. It's probably a top three, to- at least top five roster. Um, and maybe we can get another uh, step from Baker Mayfield too. I think that they have a reasonable shot at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we uh, we see new head coaches, new GMs come in all the time, and they plead for like two or three years to like instill their vision in the roster and like the players that they want. And then Kevin Stefanski comes in in like year one and implements exactly his identity, and then takes them to like heights they haven't reached in in decades. So I, I think that really shows exactly how good Kevin Stefanski, plus like cohesion in the front office, how good they are. I think it also showed just what a train wreck the Freddie Kitchens era was. Like that oh, yeah. team was yeah. supposed to be good that year and wasn't, but the pieces there were like the pieces were there. There was a reason that they were favorites of that division for the first time in like 20 years that year, because everything was, was there for them to be good. Kitchens ran it off the rails. The whole thing imploded. So like, Stefanski job one was to just like put the pieces back together again. And Oh, look, this is a pretty good football team before I do anything. Um, We are absolutely flying through this again. Just a couple more questions left people in the chat. We need you to go and fill out Google doc in order to be eligible for right now. Still $250 on the table. Here we go, Sam. In the second film, which I refuse to write out fully while having drinks, Frank and Jane ask Sam, you, at the piano to play our song just one more time. Mm-hmm. What is that song? It is Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead, Witch Oh Witch, the Wicked Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Sam, play the other one. <laughs> uh, this was the only moment that made me actually laugh. Um, <laughs> the, the only moment because it, it really was an out of nowhere thing. Like you can kind of sense what's going on in other scenarios. But then this guy who I took as blind, I don't know if he's actually blind. Um, at the piano, um, starts playing this in a falsetto as well, which really mm. just ties the whole thing all together. And thank you for that rendition of it, Sam Monson. I appreciate it. Yeah. Do you, Josh, do you, go ahead. Real quick, Josh. I mean, after every single one of these questions, you start laughing about it and then you still say you hate the movie. So, like, something's not adding up. <laughs> no, no, here. I think no, no, you no, quietly no, right? love this movie and you're just not willing to admit it. No, no, no. I, am, I am laughing that Sam knows this. Yeah, I would snappy. say D plus rated series so well, like the back of his hand. That's what I'm I'm giggling at. Clearly, what we're dealing with here is that you just you believe this level of humor is beneath you, so you're yes. not willing to acknowledge that you're like diving in the mud with us cretins over here that find it funny. But then every time you have a scene described to you, you break your ass laughing. Like clearly, <laughs> this is funny, and you're just not willing to admit. It. Uh, possibly. All right. <laughs> 
Maybe I just laid on the couch and you just had like a psychoanalysis of exactly what, what the root is of my humor. Um, all right. Now it's time to, to, to run this momentum straight into the wall. Let's see if it's for real. Back to NFL. Real quick, last chance to get into the sign-up sheet, like the video, subscribe to the podcast, all that stuff. Question number nine. Jordy Nelson was the third wide receiver selected in the 2008 NFL draft. Name one of the two wide receivers who was picked before him. 2008. Uh, Again, we that, start from that, easy to difficult. This is absolutely the most difficult NFL question that I've asked so far. Let's see. 2008. If some people in the chat. That was the Sam Bradford draft. No, that's that's 2010. That's 2010. 2008 was. I don't even remember the quarterback. 2008. I'll, I'll look up the quarterback for you. Maybe that's the one hint that that. Give me the quarterback because that's what it, that's what like, that's what my drafts are built off is the hinge from the quarterback that went to the top. Right, because PFF doesn't think defense matters. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, two thousand eight exploration for how my brain functions. Don't blame PFF. Uh, give them the two, running back list for this year. How about <laughs> yeah, that? Give me the running back list. How about that? Um, <laughs> Uh, 2008, number three overall pick was Matt Ryan. Number 18 okay. overall pick was Joe Flacco. Number 56 overall pick, Brian Brom. Yes, the Brian Brom era. Okay, so if the the Matt Ryan draft, was that also, that was Deshaun Jackson's draft, right? He it was. He was one of the first rounders. Was he? There were, the so I will add, there were no first round wide receivers in this draft class. There were wow. 10. There were 10 in the second round. Wow. Donnie Avery was okay. the third. Uh, excuse me. Jordan Nelson was the third. Okay. <laughs> so that was – okay, this was the draft that Donnie Avery was the first draft, the first guy on the board. <laughs> Josh, my well, goodness. Let's let's have Donnie Avery as my answer then, but I'm also <laughs> curious if Deshaun Jackson was one that went above him. Okay, you get a no for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the CEO is taking the $25 straight from your bank account on this one. I mean, I just <laughs> – I just bombed that so bad. Yeah. What? what who's, the, who's the second? Let's see if we can get the second one. Devin Thomas is the second one. Devin Thomas. Where did Deshaun Jackson? Was he not in that draft? Or am I, no, am I misremembering was. that? What am, I mean, I am so embarrassed right now. <laughs> um, Deshaun Jackson was the one, two, three, four, five, seventh wide receiver selected in that draft class, obviously going to the Eagles. Yeah. Um, that was a weird draft because yeah, Donnie Avery being the first guy and nobody in the first round. That was that was a, a bizarre draft. I mean, for wide receivers, you all are so welcome. A few names that went above Deshaun Jackson that year. I am such an idiot. Jerome Simpson, <laughs> remember Jerome Simpson? That one front flip. I'm surprised yeah, yeah. he wasn't on the Bengals all time receiving yards list as well. Um, Eddie Royal, Eddie Royal with an incredible rookie season with the with the Bronco Bears, 90, yeah, like ninety Bears. catches, yeah, and then barely anything after that. Uh, yeah, Jordy Nelson, then Devin Thomas, Donnie Avery, also Lima Swede, which was one of the the great college names who then did nothing in the NFL. Was also Malcolm Kelly, one of the great YouTube videos as well, coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, loaded year, James Hardy, who always like had that potential with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, ten wide receivers in the second round. Have you ever talked to Jordan Nelson? Have you ever interviewed him, Sam? He's a great dude. No. He uh, refuses to live anywhere out, outside of like small town Kansas on like a farm. Like, that's all he wants to do. <laughs> well, so, he's now why not? Once you make all that money. That, yeah. right? 
Why not? We live where you want once you've made the NFL money. Paul, it was absolutely an accident. I, I mean, I'm not trying to let Sam freaking Monson be the guy that goes 10 for 10 here. I'll tell you. Also, <laughs> more to the point, you're quite clearly not that good an actor. Like, you... <laughs> <laughs> That means I should star in the Naked Gun reboot. All right. Oh, no. Here we go. We'll close it out here. Name one of the seven announcers for the baseball game oh, between no. the California Angels and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, can he go? Can he be the first to go 10 for 10 here today? God, I suck at names and certain baseball names. I don't pay attention to any of those people. Uh, I have zero idea what this, like, no, no clue. None that, whatsoever. That makes me feel good. Marv Albert. I, I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't know any of the baseball people either. I guess like Jim Palmer and Tim McCarver are baseball people. <sighs> But the one that I remember is Dick Vitale. That yeah, was the one that popped yeah. out because I was like, what the hell is Dick Vitale doing? And then the last one they introduced is Dr. Joyce Brothers. I guess she had like a TV program as like a, a psychologist and people would call in with their issues and she would answer it. So anyways, um, Damn it. nine for 10, Sam, that's still among the best. That is among the best that we've had here on this program. If you weren't going to pick the Naked Gun series, what would have been? <laughs> from a, a legitimate pop culture thing that uh, that that you would have had us dive into here. So on hindsight, I think I might have taken West Wing rather than, than the Naked oh. Gun series. Yeah, but the Naked Gun series served me pretty well. Uh, I I would say so. You went. You can still keep your job with football because you went five for five with those. You went four for right. five in uh, in Naked Gun. So you saved you saved your job here. What are you and uh Big Sam up to lately, Big Steve? Big Steve. Why do I say Big Sam? Big Steve. Because you're having that kind of day from the sounds of it. Maybe maybe the <laughs> naked gun has just, maybe it's lowered your IQ, IQ level to, to this kind of level. I think we're right. We, so we started on our podcast um, doing these kind of charity drives, so raising money for a charity. Oh, cool. the, first one, the first one was to get Steve, to, the Fro Show, to get Steve to pick out the Afro for that one show. Um, we raised... To like $2,600 or something from, wow. from that one show. So then we decided, well, let's do another one. And this one will be like my forfeit. So we've raised 1600 and counting right now. And I have to have a show where I dress up in Steve's minor league baseball crap. So <laughs> like that however many X, uh, XL, like pants that are nine feet long, a Jersey that's, you know, you could use a parasail he sent me a photo of some batting gloves he had for like the six times he got in a bat. <laughs> They're like the size of, of like baseball mitts. They're like this size. Mm. It's ridiculous. He's got like a pair from like a Barbie house or something. It's ridiculous. That's going to be tremendous. I, I love tuning into the Fro Show. Uh, sent out mm. maybe some of the best, you know, social content I've put out in, in recent months was, was that picture of, of Steve with the Fro. It was, uh, it was tremendous. Some um, of the best content anybody's had, yeah. Sam... Most importantly, who's going to win the Euros? Uh, who's going to win the Euros? I, I mean, you, honestly, are you into it at all? Well, yeah. I mean, as much as you can be with the understanding that Ireland suck and aren't there. Um, and despite the tremendous link- efforts of Car- Connor Howerhan, despite the tremendous efforts. Right. And there's always this lingering fear, therefore, that England will win because nobody right. can stomach that. It's painful. It's disgusting. And even like after one win against Germany, that they're already losing the run of themselves and it's getting painful. I think, though, that they honestly have a genuinely good doing it in England. They, 
should beat Ukraine. They should get through the semis on that side of the draw. They'll meet somebody of quality in the final. And there's no reason they can't beat them. Yeah, Italy are as good as anybody to make on the other side. And there's no reason England can't beat Italy. So much though it pains me, and that would be awful. I think England actually have a good shot at it. All right, before we get you out of here, Sam, uh, we'll close with the NFL question. Um, give us like one significant, some might call it bold, prediction for the season. I've, either a player, either a team, something that happens. Give us one before we get out of here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does not play in the 2021 NFL season. Whoa. Is there any uh, ear to the ground? Were they stuck there or just? (laughs) (laughs) I've just decided that this is a man that will happily ostracize half of his family over whatever perceived beef he's got with them. He has got no problem setting fire to every possible bridge connected to Green Bay. And if they're not willing to trade him, he's sitting out. He's not playing for them. Like it. Like a lot. All right. Everyone out there, you know that Sam has two podcasts, not just one. He's got two. It's a daily show. There's also multiple shows per week with Steve Palazzolo. And hey, soon you get to see what Sam Monson looks like as a minor league baseball player. Fun stuff. Yeah. All right, Sam. Well, well, a minor league baseball player that's gone through a period of illness to lose several <laughs> sizes in clothing. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. Everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, with a live draft with Ryan Hodge. It's going to be good stuff. Sam, you're the man. Thanks so much for doing this thing. Thanks so much for winning $225 for the chat. Have a great holiday weekend, everyone out there. See ya.